Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 55. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about the latest and greatest in social networks like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all that other jazz, how you can make it work for you without working for it. I don't know. That sounded right. Trying out new taglines every week. A new tagline every week. We're here just to shoot the bull about technology yeah. and social media. How about that? Building friendships, relationships, client relationships, one person at a time. There you go. That's that's good. Yeah. It, because it's all about relationships, as the social media purists say. It is all about, and I am a social media purist in its purest form. Yes. Hey, I just want to let you know, Eric, I am very excited to tell you that over all the hoopla that we gave last week, I was very delighted to have received some pretty cool uh, tweet mentions and retweets from some pretty cool people last week that uh, I will tell you, um, you know, we had mentioned there are a lot of people out there that can quote unquote call themselves social media experts. Right. And they have done some pretty nefarious things to kind of uh, try to build their Twitter following. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to tell you, I, I I was very delighted to get some mentions from a good friend, uh, Chris Bo- Brogan over at chrisbrogan.com, uh, Steve Garfield at stevegarfield.com, and and they, they put out a message about uh, an episode of a Podcast Answer Man episode that I did called um, How to Get Somebody to Pay for You to Go to a Conference. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about, a little bit about that in just a few minutes. But the, the whole story here right up front, though, is that I was very excited to get some some mention from Chris Brogan and Steve Garfield. And then, of course, Chris Brogan got retweeted several times uh, uh, about me uh, by other people. And what I'd love to do is just tell you a little bit about them and why I think it's exciting and why I, you know, why having a lot of Twitter followers can mean a lot. And I say can mean a lot. Doesn't always mean a lot, but can. So I'm looking at a screen capture right here of Chris Brogan's site where he said, great advice from at GSPN on how to get someone to pay you to attend an event. And then, of course, there's a short URL to my podcast Answer Man episode. All right. Now, this went out. Now, Chris Brogan has 150,282 followers. And now that is impressive and that does impress me. But here's what I want to tell you. The reason why it impresses me is not just because it's a large number of people who quote unquote might possibly follow him. This is 150,000 people who I believe really do follow Chris Brogan. And and it's one of those things. Do you remember when E.F. Hutton speaks? People listen. Yes. And and Chris Brogan's really one of those guys. He he genuinely has built his audience in a in a very real and authentic and organic way, and one of the ways that you know we haven't really talked about, but uh, you know we talk well we've talked about lists a lot in the past, but how you can kind of tell if somebody's really a social media expert is is whether or not people label him as such. Yeah, it's it's as if they've pointed to him and referenced him as the expert instead of him himself having to say it all the time. 
that's exactly right. And that's you, my definition, to be honest. Exactly. I completely agree with you. And do you know there is, you know, there's a there's a feature of Twitter. We've talked about it before, but we've not really talked about it in this way. But if you want to evaluate how other people would quote unquote categorize or who, how they would kind of um, maybe describe this person that they follow. Well, one of the ways they can do that is by putting them on a list. Like I could create a list of social media experts or a list of business. You know, matter of fact, I looked at mine and, and I'm tagged uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, and, and I'm on a list with like 300 entrepreneurs uh, that somebody had created. And I'm on a list of a podcast professional and I'm, a, I'm on a list. Of, I'm on several lists as a podcaster. And, and so these are the things that people are categorizing me as. And, and I, I thought, by the way, I think it's kind of funny that I'm like on five or six different people's lists as a Catholic, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. That's uh, great. But it's, it's completely understandable what, where that would come from. Uh, I just listen to this. I just checked my list and somebody's got me listed as a social media know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very cool. But, it, but, but here, here's the thing. So, you know, I, you can look at. You know, how many people to follow Chris Brogan? 150,282 people. But get this. He's on 14,217 lists. Yeah. And my friends, you can't fake that. Well, okay, wait a second. I shouldn't say that. Anything can be fake. You faked. can game it, but it's you, hard. You can game that. But here's the deal. You go, all you need to do is, is when you're looking at somebody's profile, then go look at the list that they're on see who's creating those lists and and see if that's real people you can really tell and here's the other thing get that see if you, if that person actually links to you see what happens to your traffic now here's the deal chris brogan tweeted that went out to 150,000 people right mm-hmm. okay well then there was a well matter of fact i'll tell you what let me see if i can pull up this list list rather than trying to pull up these screen captures cuz i actually have this all documented um i'm actually creating what's called a case study for something that I'm doing right now. Uh, and here is the complete list pulled up right now. Okay, so here you go. Chris Brogan tweeted the link to Podcast Answer Man episode 174. This reached 150,272 people. Then your say on Twitter, which by the way, I wouldn't list any of these people unless they're really valid people on Twitter. Uh, your say retweeted this and th- your say has 65,555 followers. Iconic 88 retweeted Chris Brogan. Iconic 88 has 35,161 people. Lori Marino retweeted both Chris Brogan and Iconic 88 has 44,696 people that follow them. Uh, Steve Garfield tweeted 21,911 people got that message or potentially. Uh, Lisa Thompson, 1,436. The Girl Pie uh, 1,039 people. Latoya Hackett, 853 people. The Lance Life, 806 people. I could go on and on and on. However, this is what I will tell you. I don't typically go and and you know I I don't go like I used to back in the old days and check my stats. Right. But within the first 24 hours of um putting Podcast Answer Man online, let's just say that my the download numbers for that episode. They're they're exponentially higher <laughs> than other episodes. Right. So what so what does this say? Going back to what we've been talking about, 
Is there power in having a large number of followers? And when somebody comes to your site and they see a Chris Brogan, they see 65,500 and some odd people following you, does that mean, Does that kind of quote unquote say a lot about you? Potentially it does. And if it's real and, it, and, and, and things like that. So I will tell you that the people who who I was involved in and and I just shared you know I just sent a direct message over to Chris Brogan I mean I mean he and I know each other um and uh, I met him at Podcamp Boston too he he actually recorded this little Hey this is Chris Brogan from chrisbrogan.com and you're listening to the podcast answer man So he recorded that for me and stuff a couple uh a couple years ago and um so I I just sent him a direct message and I said, Chris, I know that you are very interested in sharing out uh, information that would be helpful to people who are trying to make it online and stuff like that and and marketing and social networking. I'd like to know if you find this interesting. Just let me know. And I wasn't asking him to tweet it out. I just asked him if he thought it was interesting. And he just went, he says, hey, dude, I tweeted it out for you. And so, boom, big stuff. And in just a few minutes, we'll talk about why that's big. Yes. All right, so... I just wanted to say... Uh, I'm glad you brought all that up because that goes right into the rest of this show, which is great. Very cool. Well, let, let's move into... Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to put... Uh, I want to actually... I want to do something and uh, takes it right into Leo Laporte. Okay. Have you heard about Leo Laporte and uh, his blog post called Buzzkill? Now, now, who is Leo Laporte again? I have no idea. This guy, okay. uh, he records some podcasts... <laughs> <laughs> no, Leo Laporte is really honestly responsible for for introducing me to the world of podcasting and so many other areas of technology. Uh, Leo Laporte used to be he's been in a he's had a radio uh, background for I think almost forty years now, um, and then I found him on ZDTV, and then it was actually was it ZDTV? Yes, it was ZDTV, and then Tech TV, Tech TV which yeah. was a cable satellite network uh, channel all devoted to technology and he used to do a show called the screen savers and call for help and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, that got bought out by G4 after a couple years. And then, uh, he left and he went back to doing his radio show. And I think he was trying to do some of the TV stuff up in Canada, which eventually got canceled there as well. Uh, but he started podcasting his radio show and then he started podcasting just this show called, well, they were going to call it the revenge of screen savers. And then they started calling it this week in tech. And uh, now has probably, I would say, probably absolutely the the largest independent um, podcast networks out there. Yeah. And hopefully I would say I'm pretty close to at least within the top three or four or five. Uh, if you consider independent run pretty much with the, you know, off of the one person. I know Father Roderick be right up there as well. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but yeah, uh, as far as, as far as that goes. But Leo Laporte is huge in the tech world and also... Uh, when it comes to social media, he he's he's somewhat of a trendsetter at times. Although I think in 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 social networking, I must say, with as much admiration and respect that I have for Leo, there's really only two places that I kind of you know I, I kind of just don't see him as a trendsetter. Uh, well, actually, one that I don't see him as a trendsetter. One that I just don't agree with the trend that he's setting. Uh, <laughs> the one I don't agree with the trend that he's setting is is the way he does advertising. But, you know, hey, who am I to argue with a man who brings $3 million a year to his podcast network? Yeah. <laughs> so forget me and my opinions. Uh, but here's the one thing I do know. He's not a good trendsetter in the world of social networking websites. Well, and I think partially that has to do with 
whenever he's on one of those, he's one of those people that everybody asks to be their friend. Yeah. So I think that kind of dictates how he uses it as just a broadcasting tool instead of an interaction tool. Well, what I actually mean by this, and I don't, I don't know if you follow Leo nearly as closely as I do. I mean, I follow Leo pretty darn closely. I, I never miss an episode of This Week in Tech, and I, I listen to a bunch of other stuff. So I know a lot about Leo. And what I mean is, like, for example, when Twitter first came out, he was so excited about Twitter. Um, and then he decided, you know what? I don't like Twitter because Twitter is sounds too much like twit. And I think that I'm going to go over here to this thing called friend feed. And he's like really heavily pushing friend feed. And I never liked friend feed. And so, um, I thought friend feed was horrible or no, no, no. First he went to Jaiku, Jaiku and That's he tried right. and, and, and Jaiku is like, who could spell Jaiku, right? Do you know how to spell Jaiku today? J A I K U. Yes, you're right. <laughs> But I mean, it's like, hey, find me on Jaiku. It's like, it's like, if you have to spell it, then forget it. Uh, but anyway, I, I, he he tried to get everybody to go to Jaiku to leave Twitter. Hardly anybody. Did. I mean, obviously, his loyal Twitter army followed him, and and I must not be loyal enough because I didn't follow him over there. But uh, I stayed on Twitter as did everybody else I personally knew. And uh, and then of course, what happens to Jaiku? They get bought by Google, and then they eventually get shut down. Uh, and then he goes, he goes on and on about his friend, Kevin Rose's pounce. It's like, oh, pounce, pounce, pounce. It's oh, like, I forgot about that. What happens to pounce? It gets bought and it's getting, and it's shut down. Uh, and then he's like, okay, friend feed. <laughs> what happens to friend feed? It gets bought by Facebook and pretty much is now, yeah, I don't know even if what's going on with friend feed these days, but he left it and he's come back to Twitter and then he, and, and then all of a sudden Facebook does some things he doesn't like and he's left Facebook. It's like, here, here you go. You've got somebody who, who would love, you know, who benefits from broadcasting his message and he's completely shut off all access to anybody on Facebook, which is just, I don't know, 60 billion people. Uh, nothing, I guess, too big to be worried about. Although I will say I admire him on the front of standing to his morals, right? And by the way, Steven says he's back on Facebook, which I, I, I would have... <laughs> <laughs> or or not After standing the big stink he made about quitting Facebook. He's back on Facebook. Yeah. But anyway, and, and so and, and then, of course, he went on to Google Buzz and Buzz does something wrong. And of course, I think it was a glitch. And now they fixed it. And I think he's all OK with them now. But anyway, yeah. he wrote this blog post and he says, guys, you're not going to believe this. Uh, I am totally upset with Buzz. And he's like, you know, I think he's like, you know, forget you, Google Buzz. Thanks a lot. And and totally rips them apart in a blog post at the end of it. And what happened was he was sending out these messages. And for some reason, they weren't getting posted from Buzz out to the world. People weren't interacting with him. And it wasn't getting syndicated out to Twitter. And he was, you know, he wasn't really paying attention. He was out of town. But when he came back, he's like, he's looking. He's like, there's no interaction on this stuff. Why isn't, you know, nobody's interacting. And then he realized Wait a second. I've been I've been put on the uh, what did they call it the hobo, the uh, something list. Anyway, he titled an episode of Twitter about it. But anyway, um, he's been put on. He was they thought he was put on this list where you're saying bad things about a certain company, and so they shut it down, and they don't make your tweets go out, your your messages go out to the public. And he thought he thought that's what was happening, and he got very upset. Anyway, the bozo list. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the deal is, is that he threw out this message saying, you know what? Nobody even contacted me to say, where's Leo been for the last three days? 
And because of that, he assumes that because nobody really recognized that he was missing from the stream, that that he he went on to say in his blog post that, you know what, this really solidifies it for me. Everything I've done with Twitter and everything I've done with all these social networks, all this microblogging, all of it has been a complete and utter failure and a waste of time. And I'm like, what an idiot. <laughs> Leo, I love you, but seriously, dude, and here, here's my thing, and I left him a blog, I left him a comment on his blog post, just because we didn't miss you doesn't mean that everything is, is uh, you know, that was a waste, that how this stuff works is like, you know what, first, of, first and foremost, I would have never read this blog post had I not seen it on Twitter. Okay, right. Fair, it's, it's as simple as that. I, I would have, I am not subscribed to Leoville. Nor will I ever be, or at least I don't have intentions to subscribe. But if you put blog something on Leoville and it is important enough, at least I know the friends that I, I know of who will know that you've tweeted it or that you've posted it. They'll t- If it's important enough and it spurs off enough informa- uh, uh, controversy, then all of a sudden I'm going to see it and I'm going to click back to it. And so that is the power of Twitter. And so the fact that he wasn't missed when he went a couple days and nobody saw any updates from him, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. The fact is, is that we all follow, most of us follow so many people that we don't recognize that just one or two people are missing from the stream. Well, that or we know to give somebody privacy. Right. If I didn't tweet for two or three days, I don't think anybody out there would wonder where I am. Right. And I'm not offended by that in any way. And and some of your friends would know that. But I would, I would say that most of the people who followed Leo Laporte probably followed quite a few other people. Mm-hmm. And if you and, and if you were missing, if you and I had a, if you and I actually had our regular interactions, but if you were missing from Twitter for more than four weeks, I probably still wouldn't notice that you were missing. Because I actually do watch the full fire hose of about 450 or 500 people. Right. You know, and, and and if I don't, I mean, eventually it's like I might, it's like, wait, you know, I haven't seen Eric. You know, that might eventually don't. But the fact is, is that just because I might not miss you if you're not there, that doesn't mean that when you are there, it's meaningless. And that's my point. Oh, that. Yeah. Well, following that logic. Yeah. I. And that's what you. he says. He says yeah. being there is meaningless. And I totally disagree. When he puts out a Twitter message, people listen and people react. And if anything can prove that, it's a just a simple tweet by Chris Brogan can actually potentially increase my listenership of a single episode of my podcast by many multiples. So I, I'm going to have to disagree with my good friend, Leo Laporte, and say, you know what? I think it does matter. Anyway, so there you well, go. Well, and he even calls it that he feels like he had been pumping content into the void. And one of the key things to mark, mark out from this is that even if you don't have a huge network like he does, or even a smaller one, if you're consistent with your content, even on the days that nobody notices, eventually people will. Yeah. If you're consistent and you keep pumping out quality content. Yes. So, and the and and there is one thing that I totally agree with with Leo. And one of the points that he made, he's like, "Listen, I've made a determination. When I have something to say, I'm going to say it here on my blog." 
And I'm totally awesome with that. By all means, yes, if you have something valuable to say, I think putting it on your own place, your own home on the web has always been my mantra. Bring people back to your home. But by golly, you know, blog, put put your, if you're going to, if you want to kind of, you know, create a archive of the important things on your mind and the important events of your life and the important photos, by all means, quit throwing it out to TwitPic and Y Frogs and, 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 you know, all this other junk out there. If, if you really want to be able to have an archive, own it. Put it on your own site and instead of linking out to all of those places, link back to yourself and that way it's always there for you. And and I and I totally agree with that. As a matter of fact, I, I'm I wonder, are there is there like a a TwitPic plugin or something like that that where you could actually make sure that when you upload a TwitPic that it'll upload it as a into your personal blog? I don't know. That would be question. that'd be interesting, you know, because there there's all these services. But I totally agree with Leo that we need to stop just throwing our stuff out to the ethos unless it's unless it's something that you don't necessarily feel like it needs to be archived. But if yeah. you if you do want it to be archived, I agree. Twitter's not the place to archive stuff. Twitter's the place to put stuff out and get immediate attention and notice and and just know that you know pretty much after about three hours. Uh, you might as well have never said anything. Some people won't see it. Yeah. Unless they've got you in a list. Yeah. Now, Daniel in the chat room says, you know, you could both email and you could email it both to TwitPick and your blog uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that I guess that's true. That's one way to do that. I was even thinking if you're if you're uploading from TwitPick or to TwitPick, you're probably on a mobile device and probably that mobile device at the end of the day, you can sync it up and grab those photos and archive them real quick. So yeah, the, the thing is though, is that the idea is that you want to be able to post this stuff. What I would like though is, is a, is an application where it's very easy for me to say, mm, I want to upload a photo and tweet, tweet this out. But instead of uploading it to TwitPic, it uploads it to my blog and then creates a hyperlink to my blog. That's what I really want. Yeah, that should be matter of fact, I should build that. I bet if there's not a WordPress plugin, there should be. That's what I'm saying. There there should be some kind of service where instead of uploading to TwitPic, it pu- it publishes that photo to your blog and immediately creates a link to Twitter, you know, telling people, hey, I just created a new, you know, just uploaded some new photos to my blog. Check it out here. I would love that application. Yeah. Anyway. So, Blog Indiana, you went? Yes. Tell me about it. All right. Well, I've only gone to, let's see here. I went to PodCamp Ohio, which I went with you. And and for the record, you did not keep me up with your snoring. Good. And uh, I've gone to a couple other of Indiana area tweet ups. And this was my first, well, I guess say this this was a lot like PodCamp Ohio, but I, I gotta say, I, they've they've got them beat. Blog Indiana's got PodCamp Ohio beat for sure. Yeah. Um, it was much better organized. Not I'm not complaining about PodCamp Ohio. It was awesome. I would go again in a heartbeat. The difference was that I felt that there was much better setup. Um, uh, oh, how do I put this? It was really structured as much more of a networking um, event. There was a, it's a, well, and it was done in a larger city. So that had to, had to do with it partially. Um, 
the you it wasn't done in the traditional PodCamp style where you can offer or sign up to uh, speak. Anybody can. It was done. Well, you can still do that, but it was actually had like a voting process where you would go in, sign in with Twitter, and then you could vote for which uh, seminars you wanted to have there. And so that happened, and it was still, you know, what five? Two. It was two days, which also, which was also why it was better, because um, like we've said, two day events are much better than one day events. A ton better. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, so yeah, the two day event thing was great. And it was awesome because I was actually able to price line a like $150 hotel room, four star hotel room for 50 bucks. And my wife and daughter came down, drove the hour down and then spent the night with me and had fun family time in between and then went back to the conference. So that was good. Um, ultimately I learned a ton and the thing is, is that the caliber of the speaker was probably what was there. And I, and I'm not knocking the whole PodCamp experience. And I'll explain. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But this was really good because it was set up as you were voting for the people that were going to speak, and a lot of those people had really well established. Uh, as I started digging deeper, well established blogs or web presences or worked in social media. Um, marketing firms or agencies, upstarts like that, um, or were published authors or in one way or another, they just, they had their stuff together and you could see it. And so their advice carried this weight to it that I just really admired. And so it was really cool to just be interacting with all those people and not as much as I wanted to, but I did get to network a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, it was the ticket was I mean the ticket was very similar to the whole PodCamp Boston ticket price, and uh, yeah, it was just really well done overall. I just got to say it, it was definitely it was the third year. This was my first time going, and I'm glad that I finally went. So that is awesome. Is there any kind of thing that you took away, like any kind of things that you learned? <laughs> Like, I mean, like, like a lot. Well, let's say, give me, give me like maybe the top one or two things that you took away. Um, let me think here. I'm thinking in terms of, there was one where it was all about, oh, well, let me tell you this. One of them was done by Robbie Slaughter and that's his Twitter name. And it was all about how to, take the agony out of content creation. And it was basically to uh, do all your stuff way out in advance and have it scheduled and then come back to it. And you'll have much, I mean, it was basically like a writer would approach having a daily blog. You write all those ideas out far in advance and work on them a little bit, you know, sit down for a block of time, work on them and then leave it alone so that you're not constantly thinking about it. It was just, it was a tremendous like switch was thrown on in my head as far as how the workflow goes with, with that. And, and one of the statistics he gave was that all you need to do to be a successful blogger is to keep blogging because 95% of people that start a blog quit. Yep. 95%. And so I'm not going to be the pod fading blog fading guy. 
I have not written on my blog for probably about a month, but I've got like a multitude of ideas that I've started and written down and I'm have been now blocking out the time to sit down and, and work on them and write on them. So that is cool. That was, that was one of them. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that's sticking out to me right now. I'm to be honest, there was just so much like give and take and back and forth. Um, I learned a bunch about structuring a social social media infrastructure, which again is really basically um, having your blog be your your hub and then have everything else be spokes off of that. Because like we've said before, you can't trust that these social media networks are going to be around. But as long as you're paying for your hosting and you don't, you know, screw up with them, your blog is yours. Right. So. Very cool. I, I'm looking forward to hearing some more stuff that you uh, will be sharing with us. I think in future episodes, I think you're going to come in yeah. and bring up some topics and, and we can kind of talk through some of those items. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, so. well I'll tell you, uh, I'm very excited to hear that you have made plans to come to a certain event that Stephanie and I are going to. Yeah, I I signed up to go to PodCamp Boston 5. That is awesome. Awesome. I can't tell you how excited I am to know that you're coming. Um, I, I'd love to tell folks, uh, first and foremost, if you listen to this podcast, but you don't normally listen to the Podcast Answer Man episode, I really want to encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com and listen to episode number 174. Again, that's Podcast Answer Man number 174. And uh, I have to tell you, it, the most amazing thing happened. I went to the Catholic New Media Celebration. I was invited by SQPN to come and teach all day uh, with Father Roderick about how to do podcasting. And wow, was that fun. And while I was there, I was just like, man, this is so awesome to be able to hang out and, and, and be with Father Roderick after knowing him for so many years and finally getting to see him face to face and and just had the most amazing time. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I really wish Stephanie could come here and experience this whole, you know, Boston thing. And while I was there, I got the email invitation to PodCamp Boston 5. Now, PodCamp Boston is has a special place in my heart. And I will tell you, um, I was like, man, you know what? I've got the money and I could probably make this happen and I could bring Stephanie with me. That would be cool. It'd be tight, but I, I could make it happen. Well, I, I threw a social media tweet up in Boston and Steve Garfield came out and I told him, I was telling him, I said, you know what? I, he says, is your wife with you? And I said, no, but uh, I'd like to bring her to PodCamp Boston 5. I said, I'm gonna, when I get back, I'm going to see if I can work it out in the finances, make it happen. Because, you know, some of the things, what I do sometimes is I'll just have a, see if I can approach a company who wants to sponsor me. And just at the end of my videos, I'll just say thank you to so-and-so for, for sponsoring the trip and making it possible for us to bring you this coverage. And I said, oh, you know what? I never thought of that. I want, I said, now I've only got what, six weeks to make this happen, but I, you know, it's worth a shot. And, and really when I said that to him, I'm thinking, yeah, right. Okay. It's just a long shot. Right. Well, I come back and I think, okay, next, ep next episode of podcast answer, man, in episode 173, I'm going to make sure that I mention just that, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, uh, and basically, um, I, I did podcast answer, man, 173 and I forgot all about it. So I was in, I was actually processing the file and I thought, oh my gosh, I forgot to mention that. And so I just recorded just a little bit of a note afterwards. And I just found, it's like, I just randomly went in and found a spot where it might, per, you know, might kind of fit, you know, in between. It's like, hey, I have to break in here. This is in post-production. But I just wanted to let people know, uh, I'm going to be taking Stephanie to Boston with me for PodCamp Boston 5. I'm looking for a potential sponsor. 
Well, within three days, within the first three days of that of that episode being online, I had two companies approach me about sponsorship. And awesome. I accepted the first one. And I want to say a special thank you to Divine Office. And in in fact, going you can listen to the whole story over at Podcast Answer Man, episode 174. But I really want to encourage people to go to gspn.tv slash divine office. There's a YouTube video there. And uh, by the end of this week, there'll be a full blog post talking about the the company and, and their ministry and, and what they do and what they're all about. Uh, but I want to tell you, I'm very excited about this because for me, this is a case study of having a sponsor pay for you to attend an event. And I believe already they've already gotten so much more than what I've already promised because oh yeah because the 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 exposure that I got on Twitter for episode 174 and really 174 is all about divine office and and their generosity to to sponsor this and by the way folks get this I was I was looking I won't say how much money was sponsored but I was looking for somebody who would cover all expenses for um air you know uh, round trip airfare uh, I wanted the hotel for three nights, um, transportation and meals while we're there, and also childcare for our three children all, for four days. And we're talking, you, if you add all of that up, my friends, you're talking a good chunk of change. And Divine Office is paying 100% of all of those things. And I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. That's so, awesome. So if you want to find out a little bit more about them, and, uh, and and what's cool about this is Stephanie and I, because this is a sponsored event, uh, you guys will have the opportunity to kind of live vicariously through us if you want to kind of experience PodCamp Boston 5 uh, through the lens of our iPhone cameras and YouTube video updates and blog posts when we get back. And, and uh, you know, j- there's going to be lots of coverage about this, you know, and follow our tweets and, and all of that other stuff. Um, you know, it's going to be fun and it's going to be really exciting. And I'm so excited that Stephanie, you know, Stephanie went to PyCamp Boston NYC two with me and that was a lot of fun. And we had some fun bringing coverage from that back to everybody. But I will tell you, New York city is an awesome city and, and probably the, the experience of the city life is a whole lot more fun in New York than probably Boston. But Boston is equally, almost equally as cool as New York city. But PodCamp Boston and the people and the and the actual social hub that it is, oh my gosh, I cannot wait till Stephanie can really be plugged in to these relationships that I have with these people. Yeah. Well, and I want to even share a little bit about how I, my journey real quick over the past week after you mentioned that you were going, we, we finished the last episode of SMS and then you started talking about it and you were like, you got to go and here's how you got to go and you got to tell people to let you do it. And, you know, you were saying, and I was just like, yeah, I, I think it could happen. I, I would like it to happen. I would like to go. And then I went to blog Indiana the next day, sat Friday and Saturday. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need another event like this. This is really great. I just like networked so much and got to talk to people and just was like, I want to make PodCamp Boston happen. So I just was like, all right, I set it up and and I've been working on it. And I was in the mix with trying to talk to a sponsor and that's still not ruled out, but I just, you know, my costs obviously are much lower than yours are because one, you've got two people going, you and Stephanie, and you've got the childcare aspect as well. 
for me, it's just my flight there, my ticket there and the housing situation. So, well, and meals. So it's a lot lower barrier to entry for somebody to sponsor me. So if anybody's interested, I'm still looking for, I don't know. I'm still looking for partial sponsors possibly because I don't have any lockdown yet, but I am committed to going. Yep. I've purchased my ticket because I didn't want to run out of tickets and I even signed up to speak. Awesome. So that, that's the other thing is uh, I, I need to, matter of fact, I need to write that down. Uh, Stephanie panel discussion. And so basically what I want to do is I, I, I want to see if I can get Stephanie up there and, and do a panel discussion with her um, and, and basically have her participate in that part of it as well and she's she's completely open to it so you'll be speaking i'm going to be speaking um and mine is going to be how to earn an income from podcasting about your passion and and so um yeah there's that do social media time management and workflows sweet and then and then i'm gonna i'm i'm actually gonna see if if stephanie and i can do a, a a panel discussion with a couple other friends so Nice. It'll be matter of fact. Why don't we bring you in on it? I'll come in. I'll right. hey, I'm there. All right. I'm yeah. gonna crush it, man. Cool. <laughs> I'm just ready to start doing stuff more. We could do. You know what? We can talk about having your own network. <gasps> there you go. Ah, yes. Having your own no building your own network. I like it. We're letting people behind the scenes into the the brainstorming of the. Anyway, cool. For a second there, I forgot we were talking live and recorded. We were just talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're at a show. It's, we're, yeah, we're doing we're, a show right we're now. We're doing a show so, right now. Yeah. No, that's cool. It may, but may, that's what I love about this stuff. It's just that it's about the relationships. So Yeah. Well, maybe we, maybe we can get Andy Traub. Andy, you think you can get yourself, secure yourself a sponsor? Lie to go there. to Secure a sponsor for Andy uh, to go. And uh, uh, let's see, who else do we have as co-host? Chris Biting. That would be cool. We could have like, like a gspn.tv all co-host, uh, you know, event, a panel discussion, building, yeah. you know, gspn.tv, join well, the community. I want to say this. I'm going regardless. And as I've, as I've locked that in, I've found even more ways to secure that I definitely go. Um, I, I completely forgot that I had a video project on deck that would totally cover it for me. But what I want to say is this, is if, if anybody is listening to this, people are going to go to this regardless. Why not have them share your message while they're there? Right. So I'm going regardless. Why, why don't you help me go and I'll spread your word for you. There you go. Twitter.com slash Eric J. Fisher. That's Eric with the K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. There you there go. You go. There you go. All right. So anyway, uh, PodCamp Boston 5, we're going to be there. We hope that you come as well. And hey, I want to um, throw out two little t- quick tools that I learned this past weekend, actually. Please do. Um, one is called Muter, which is M-U-U-T-E-R. And it's for, hey, if somebody's at a conference and they're tweeting like crazy that day and you want to not unfollow them, but you want to just not see them that day, go there and you can do that. Okay, say that again. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I was turned. I was actually distracted by the chat room. Muter. I've had people in the past who've approached me and said or made apology tweets while they're at a conference, saying, "Hey, sorry, I'm tweeting a lot today because oh, I'm at yeah. a conference, so sorry." And some people actually sent this link out to Muter, which is M U U T 
T-E-R, and it allows you to not see tweets by people who are tweeting excessively while at a conference. So basically it... Or other events like, hey, this person tweets spoilers on nights that Lost is on and I'm going to mute them every Thursday at, you know what I mean? That is awesome. And I so, guess this basically just basically does a live filter right. on your your time stream. Yes. I really like that idea. So that's so, M-U-U-T-E-R dot com. Yes. Very cool. So basically, maybe perhaps you're one of the people who follow Stephanie and I. And if you're getting tired of us talking about PodCamp Boston, you could actually mute us. Yeah. And what was funny, though, is I tweeted a lot over the weekend and I asked a few people and they said, no, I didn't really see it. And I'm like, oh, OK. I'm glad it didn't bother you. All right. What is blastfollow.com? All right. Well, say you're at a conference or if you're actually not at one, but you wanted to be and you want to suddenly follow everybody that's using the hashtag for that conference, you can plug the, the, the hashtag into this, log in with Twitter, and you will automatically follow everyone that's using that hashtag. Nice. If that's what you want to do, I guess. If that's what you want to do. Now, I'm not for or against this, no. but I'm offering it up and I have used it and it did benefit me. Yeah, so. no, I, I, I actually I could see some real value in that. Now, the one thing I need to point out is it does not use open authorization. So oh. full warning. I thought they canceled I, that. Isn't that like there's like a deadline? I thought so, too, but it doesn't do it. You got to log in with your username and password. And so I just changed my password after I did it. I, well, you know what I would do because I like my. Pa- well, yeah, I, I've changed my password so many times. I guess <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. But what I would do, folks, is I would go in and change my password, go in and do this and then change your password to back to what you like. See, I didn't even think of that. That's a better way to do it. Yeah. But, so, uh, but, but I, I got to say, half the fun I had was f- suddenly following a ton of great people and then just weeding out some of the the people that or the spam ones that. I like that. Came along with it. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to write this one down <clears throat> because what I will do is at after Podcamp Boston Five, because uh, by the way, hashtag PCB Five is Podcamp Boston Five's hashtag. I love short hashtags for conferences. Yes. So uh, there will there will probably be about 800 people using PCB Five that weekend, and uh, it is going to be an amazing time. I would say you, I can't, I, you, you haven't experienced the pod camp yet. Let's just put it that way. I, I don't, I don't mean to say I'm anything for it. No, I get what you mean. It, you know, pod camp, Boston, uh, pod camp, Nashville, pod camp, Columbus, both of those very cool. They, I guess technically they are pod camp, but man, this is pod camp Mecca. This, this, this is pod camp Mecca and uh, a two day event. Absolutely out of this world. Um, I forgot to throw this out there. I'm actually going to be there. I'm planning on being there late Thursday so that on Friday afternoon I can go attend the live uh, show of the HubSpot TV live podcast. Nice. Because it's seriously 10, 15 minute walk from the event itself. So and I'm going to go tour HubSpot. What time is that? Uh, four o'clock. Cool. We should be in so by then. If you're in, it would be a really fun show to do or to, to attend. Well, we'll we'll see if we can't uh, find you when we get. I mean, I think we might be just landing then. I'd have to look at my itinerary, but yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, blast follow. I'll tell you what, go ahead and talk about uh, our next thing, our final item of the day while I go in here and write down a note for myself to look at blast follow when I'm in uh, PodCamp Boston. Okay. Well, coming up 
on social media serenity, we will have an episode where we focus completely on the social networking tool that Cliff has not really fully ever adopted yet, but still publishes to called LinkedIn. And what we're going to do is actually have another guest on the show, Justin Lucas Savage. His Twitter name handle is past do P A S T D U E. He does, uh, let's see, coach radio and, uh, He's a couple other podcasts, but anyway, follow him on past due and he knows about LinkedIn. I do too. Together, we are hoping to persuade Cliff to make LinkedIn part of his uh, visited, more frequently visited and utilized social networking sites. So that would be the September 9th show, not next week, but the week after. And if you have questions about LinkedIn, that is where you need to send them to send them into the uh, voicemail and the uh, email feedback so that, and even send, start sending them now so we can start looking at those ahead of time. We really want to make this a really great LinkedIn resource for our community. Awesome. Hey, I have a question. PyCamp Boston two or five is September 25th and 26th. Is that right? I think it's, oh, you're going to make me look that up. Uh, I think it's the 24th and no, it's 25th and 26th. Okay, good. I just want to let people know that Saturday, 25th, Sunday the 26th. Awesome. Well, my friends, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Social Media Serenity. Lots of fun things happening. We hope that if you're in the Boston area or here's the deal, two-day event, why not fly in on Friday, leave on late Sunday evening, you're good to go. You'll be back to work on Monday. Hang out with some really awesome people. We would love to see you there. Again, podcampboston.org for more details. Thank you very much to my good friends over at divineoffice.org. Check out gspn.tv slash divineoffice for more information about them. Eric Fisher, thank you so much for all the hard work that you do. I am looking forward to hearing some more tools and tips that you have learned from Blog Indiana. And uh, I'm looking forward to having our good friend Justin Lucas Savage come on and talk about that LinkedIn thing. Anything else? I was put on a social media guru list (laughs) (laughs) while we were in this. Nice. Join the community, folks.